1: Welcome into the Gigam 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Havisley, joined by Brian Peroni, who's back. We're going to talk a little recruiting today, some big news for Texas A&M. Uh, a couple visit weekends down, and the, the feedback's been really positive from the weekends, and now we're starting to see some, some results and some commitments come in. The latest, Miles O'Neill, um, Princeton Hun quarterback, the second quarterback in the class for Texas A&M, Brian Uh, welcome to the show and thanks. Thanks for joining us. What are kind of your thoughts on, on this commitment?
2: I mean, I think it's a big one, you know, Jimbo Fisher Mm -hmm. and and the rest of the staff, Bobby Petrino, they wanted that second QB. They have, uh, Anthony Maddox on board, wanted a second QB. Um, and Miles O'Neill is a good one to have. I mean, he's a kid that thought he was going to be a 2025 recruit. So he had taken things a little slower than, than the rest of his peers, uh, you know, realized that he, he was going to graduate this year instead and saw a whole bunch of offers come in this spring. He, he took a bunch of visits. He has a bunch of officials set up, but, uh, you know, he decided to cancel that after his A&M visit. And it was interesting. He actually visited A&M like two days or so after he picked up the offer on an unofficial visit. He was supposed to be at Penn State that day. You know, Penn State's a much more local school to New Jersey than, uh, than A&M is. But, uh, you know, instead of going to Penn State that day, he flew down to A&M and then flew back over the weekend and just decided, hey, hey, that's my home.
1: Yeah. Things moved really quickly for him. I think his offer came on May 13th or 12th. And um, like you said, a couple days later, he was on campus, had the official visit scheduled. And basically within a month, this, this was all wrapped up and it's a big deal for A&M. Obviously looking at his stats, as you mentioned, completed 73% of his passes, had accounted for 28 touchdowns, Uh, big arm. That's one of the first things that really stands out on film. you know I think it was the third or fourth throw on his film that he's kind of getting taken out at the knees and flips it fifty yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Um you kind of just see that that arm strength come out right away. And I think it's a big deal for AM because we talked about this last cycle. AM spent so much of the summer chasing Jaden Rashada and Dante yeah. Moore and all these guys and before for for getting Marcel Reed in the in the boat uh right before signing day this year you've got both your quarterbacks now by Mm -hmm. the middle of june set and you can worry about the other parts of the class to me i think that's a that's a really big positive and instead of having to worry about who you're going to take at quarterback you can kind of move on to other areas of the class
2: no, for sure. And I tell you what, you know, both of these guys are good enough to be, you know, the only QB in the class. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's say something happens one of them decides to look around late. You know, now you have an insurance policy on the other guy. So, yeah, I think I think it's huge. And and like you said, being able to build around the class last year, that was, you know, a lot different than any uh, any Jimbo Fisher class we've covered. I mean, the, the other one was, you know, Haynes King. But that was just the summer for a senior year, whereas Marcel Reed, I mean, not having a QB. You know, they did have Eli Holstein early, but, you know, seeing him go to Bama and not having a QB for that long. And I think it – you know, I don't think anybody's committing except for maybe receivers based on quarterbacks, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt if you've got a guy that people are excited about. And, you know, O'Neal may not be the highest-ranked kid right now, but I think he's – you know, I think there's a chance you see him go up in the composite when everybody, you know, sees him in person this summer and this fall. And, you know, I know that he's a guy that that has a lot of the buzz – for a reason, you know, like Michigan State's got to be pretty, pretty bummed that he's not going to show up this weekend. Boston College, you know, the weekend after that, um, you know, Penn Virginia State was in there again. Yeah. Virginia already took the visit too. So yeah, I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of schools, a lot of uh, power five schools after this kid.
1: And I know everybody, when, when they kind of look at, you know, his film, one of the first things people kind of, you know, are curious about, is he a pocket guy? Is he a guy that's mobile? From what I saw, he's mobile enough to at least move around the pocket and get out of, get out of pressure he's not going to be your true dual threat type of guy but i saw some mobility at least in the way he was able to evade pressure take off on some runs here and there on qb draws and what'd you make of his his mobility and the way he can move around in the pocket
2: yeah like you said i mean he's not a guy that's going to run for a thousand yards on the season i mean he's a big kid too at six 220 but yeah you know when you're that big you're even harder to bring down i remember a M fans watching Vince Young back in the day. And I know Vince Young was an athletic quarterback, a running quarterback, but I mean it was just you would see the AM defenders especially just bounce off the guy. So, you know, and I think you see that in the NFL with some of these big dudes. So um yeah, that's that's you know, I think a plus. But yeah, he's not, you know, he's not a guy that you're gonna have a ton of design runs for, but he's also not just gonna be a board in the pocket that can't uh, that can't do anything.
1: No doubt. And we got some questions on it on the board, and I think it's it's important to note. One of the one of the questions was what impact does this have on, on Anthony Maddox? And I think it's important to note that I don't think it really has a whole lot of impact. He's been really solid to AM since he he made a quick commitment too and, and really likes the relationship that he's mm-hmm. built with Bobby Petrino and and you know has has been aware for a while, I would say that A and M was probably gonna take two quarterbacks in this class. They were after Aaron Nolan for a while and but I, I think he looks at this as an opportunity with him, Marcel Reed, and and uh, Miles O'Neal now in the fold. This could be a pretty good competition a couple of years mm. down the road between these three guys. I don't think mm. there's any perception that you're bringing in a five-star, there's not a yeah. no chance to compete for the job when you're both kind of in the same area. Like yeah. we said, both could both could easily <laughs> end up as four stars by the end of this class. Uh, Anthony Maddox has kind of right been, been right on the – Right on the edge, Miles o'neill as we talked about, is a guy that could rise too. Mm-hmm. I think all three of these guys, including marcel Reed, feel like when the job comes back open, all three have a chance that they can they can win the job. And so I don't think I don't think this is going to have much of an effect on on him. And uh you know he'll take his official visit this upcoming weekend to Texas A and M June the weekend of June sixteenth, and and has been really locked in with A and M.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think this is. You know, obviously you want the best players on the team, but I would think, you know, Maddox has got to be at least personally a little more relieved that it wasn't Aaron Nolan, you know, a guy that's ranked, you know, we're not saying O'Neal's not as good or not a stud, but it's not a guy that's ranked as high. And so you won't have the fans clamoring for him. I remember, you know, uh, this is, this is a bit older than you, but when Reggie McNeil was a freshman and he came in as a five-star and, you know, fans are just chanting Reggie, Reggie in the stands, you know, until until, basically, yeah, he needed to come in and play. Um, you know, and so, yeah, you don't have that. There's not the one guy that, you know, is going to get every benefit of the doubt. You know, like, I mean, you know, at Texas last year, what was it? The the news was supposedly that Hudson Card uh, had won yep. the job. Boosters come in and say, oh, no, you know, that's going to be the five. star it's got to be Quinn Ewers. But, yep. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, it's not that. So he's going to get every kind of every kind of chance without somebody having sort of the leg up just based on the rankings.
1: No doubt. Intriguing to see how this kind of plays out. But I think it's. It's no doubt good news. And AM is already has a receiver in the boat too. I think things are, are trending pretty nicely for a You know, they've got a lot of options up front. Um, is that one of the big standouts for you? They brought in a lot of offensive linemen is, which is kind of one of the big things I've kind of taken away, especially at the offensive tackle position. I like what they're doing. They're giving themselves Blake Ivy and Weston Davis options like that. You know, Ori Williams, they brought in Ashton Funk. They've obviously already got in the fold. Um, uh, to me, I, I really like what they're doing up front. How how do you see the rest of this class mm-hmm. kind of coming coming together from your perspective?
2: Oh, same here. I like the those front guys. Um, you know, you don't really have that traditional left tackle, you know, that's gonna be the six seven. You know, and if if Michigan somehow doesn't get Bennett Warren, I think A and M's in the next best shape there, but you know, unless Michigan just fills up before he's ready to commit, I think he's probably there. But he would sort of fit that mold. But, I mean, Blake Ivey has the longest wingspan of any tackle in Texas. Uh, Weston Davis, you know, athletic kid, plays basketball, has great feet, can play the left spot. I think Ashton Bunk's probably a right tackle. Then you got a kid, you know, that just picked up the offer. We saw him, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get to see him work out, but, uh, you know, we saw him at camp in uh, Samir Camacho, another kid with a long wingspan that, you know, he's six three and a half, but, you know, has that long wingspan. Uh, and can play tackle so I just I really like that they're after a lot of these athletic guys and then you know even a guard a guy like Makai Sina who plays uh, you know plays tackle Daniel Cruz thereafter you know who plays tackle Um, a bunch of guys like that I think are going to be you know uh, I I think has a chance to really to refill uh, an offensive line position that needs uh, it needs depth it needs new players I mean it hasn't been you know I I do like the true freshman but other than that you know it hasn't been the the best position I think that they've been signing lately but i think this class has a chance to, to turn it around a bit
1: no doubt and nate kibble's another name to mm-hmm. to mention as a guy that came in on an official visit as well i think i think they've given themselves options and they've given themselves numbers and then that's one of the big things i think you know they they could they could sign any of you know six you know of the of, of, of they've given themselves roughly six options and to, and to try to get maybe three in the class hey,
2: cohen eccles too you know and eccles too yeah. Is another, another name. High uh, school tackle that can play center. So.
1: Kobe Branham's a ga- a guy that'll be coming in um, this weekend of June sixteenth, and so I think they've really done a nice job of yeah. of giving themselves of selves uh, giving themselves options. We're gonna look a little more. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna look a little more at that. Um, you mentioned the camps. With yeah. one camp, one week of camps is in the books. There's a second one coming up. We're gonna talk some camp standouts. There were a few of them.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back into the Giggum 24 7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni. We got official visit season and camp season kind of running. Uh, back-to-back these for I don't envy these coaches you can just see you know by the time you get to the end of June you've got to go basically from three days out in the in the heat running camps in right into official visit weekends it's it's a it's a draining process this this month of June but uh, you know a lot of a lot of uh, good showings last week during the first three days Friday was particularly loaded with a lot of guys coming in any who were who was maybe the guy that you feel like caught your eye the most over the Course of the
2: week, oh man, there are a lot. There were a lot of really good uh defensive backs. You know, they had national guys coming in, in state guys. I mean, really, I mean, a bunch of them did, but I was really impressed with a a freshman, and or I guess he just finished his freshman in the state of Texas. Uh, um, why am I uh, Isaiah Williams? I'm about to say Maurice, that was my guy, Isaiah Williams from Fort Ben Marshall. I mean, he's what six foot one, you know, maybe in six, six, two, 180 pounds cornerback as a 2026 prospect he's out there going against you know any receiver who would go after him uh you know he could end up being a safety a really good uh, safety in coverage but you know he showed those uh those corner abilities so yeah um you know i had seen him in camp a little bit before but never you know not not really that closely and not against the competition level that you know seeing him out there with other dbs i mean he was out there with devin sanchez a five star uh 2025 cornerback from north shore who also had a great day he was out there with some four stars um and definitely more than held his own.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my guy. That that was kind of the top form. And I, you know, we were kind of joking last week Friday because that was you know as a Dallas guy that was my first real opportunity to get to see Isaiah Williams. And I kept saying, man, this kid's really good. This kid's yeah. won just about all of his reps. And and I know you would laugh and say, I you know I've I've had the chance to see him. I know this kid's this kid's really good. He was he was probably probably had the best day out there. I was really impressed with what Devin Sanchez did as well. Mm. Uh, you know, good length, good size. I've had the chance to see him in kind of now in a game setting and and in a camp setting, and he, he really does a good job kind of mirroring receivers, flipping his hips, um, showing good anticipation. The other guy that I know really had the coaches excited, and we'll talk a little more about him, is Miles Davis. Um, mm-hmm. who came and I, I know was Aiden was kind of intrigued to see what he would you know what he would bring. They've they been really high on him and wanted to see what he would look like in that setting. And I thought he had a really good day and, and had one of the, the plays that got TJ rushing and DJ Durkin really excited. Mm-hmm. and BGA was, um, you know we, we saw some DBs kind of give up on some plays maybe if they got beat and he didn't do that and came back to punch a ball out. I believe it was against Mike Brown. Um, who also had a really good day and picked up an offer uh, but but came back to punch a ball out and and broke up the pass and and you saw tj rushing sprint from one end of the field to come you know you know give him kudos dj durkin did the same and bga just the effort and and the ability to do that i thought was really impressive
2: no for sure yeah you mentioned mike brown i mean he's a Another a twenty six wide receiver. He's the son of former AM All American linebacker Reggie Brown. He had a really good day at receiver. Another receiver early in the week, Kelshawn Johnson from Hitchcock. You know, after he picked up AM, and then Texas offered him a couple of days later. We saw a couple of good linemen. We didn't get a mm-hmm. chance to see their one on ones because they were over Cal Field that day. But a couple of good linemen that first day, and you know, Jaunte Newman from Cypress Bridgeman, yep. really athletic Big kid. Big size, yeah. Six six, long arms, long. I mean, his dad's probably six nine, six ten. So who knows, you know, he could get even taller. And then uh Connor Cardi from Prosper, two kids that that both picked up offers that day, both in 25 clubs and really impressive too.
1: No doubt. And I know Mike Brown, you know, the son as you mentioned, the son of former AM linebacker, Reggie Brown. One thing I was I was particularly impressed with him as well, he took rep after rep after rep. Yeah. It felt like you kind of turned away and two reps later he'd be he'd be going again and and he was going up against. Devin Sanchez,
2: stars, Devin Sanchez, the kid from Isaiah State.
1: Williams, yeah, he would be going up against, um, Jaleus Solomon, yeah, Isaiah Williams and Devin Sanchez over and over and over, and you can see a kid that didn't shy away from competition could go up and high point the ball, make a lot of competitive catches. I really liked what he kind of brought to the table, and then kind of the last offer of the week was Owen Hollenbeck, and that one was interesting. He kind of showed up a little bit later in the day on Friday and worked out with the coaching staffs from everything I've been told the workout went went great and he ended up picking up an offer as he was on his way out the door and I think the thing with him that a lot of people say is when you see him in person he's a lot bigger than 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 he may look you know standing 40 feet away that's one of the big things I always hear about him is his size really impresses you when you actually see him up close but Really good interior lineman. I think he's probably a guy that fits at center guard probably at the next level. Um, but where you mentioned a lot of really, really impressive showings on the, at the running back uh, position, James Simon, the first day was, was probably mm-hmm. the former their Thursday was a little bit quieter. They did extend an offer to Kobe Sellers, a Houston area quarter uh, cornerback who. Uh, yeah. I think
2: Sunday, day that same day, Samir Camacho got his offer too. Yeah
1: same day that he got his offer he kind of showed up in the afternoon and unfortunately weather messed with the afternoon plans they had to head inside and do do work inside but you know Wednesday and Friday were were particularly
2: strong yeah no for sure and I think you know there's one more week of it uh we don't you know the names that we have going into the week may not be as big as last week but you know what we saw is you know some of those guys just sort of showed up out of the blue so um, you know, it'll be another another reload a week. I mean, that's one thing that's you know way different from this staff as the previous staff. Mm-hmm. Is the previous staff used it, you know, as guys just completely under the radar? Hey, like a, you know, low three star guy come and try and earn an offer, which it did happen sometimes. But this staff wants to see guys there actually after compete. I mean, you don't see five stars like David Sanchez just show up and go through camp for no reason. I mean, that you know, it's impressive they're able to get guys like that to work out.
1: No, we were joking about it last week. There were folks who said, "You know, I'm just going to come watch." And we were like, yeah, "You're going to get there, and you're going to you're going to find out you're working out." Yeah, we yeah we said that. Yeah,
2: yeah, with one kid, and, and he did end up working out after he, he said He did no. end up
1: working out. So, um, you know, Friday the other I, I think the other particularly notable part as we talked about just in terms of the names that kept coming through was the defensive line and uh, three headliners from that group were Kevin Otis, Landon Rink, and Xavier Okponu who came through to, to work out. And, you know, I kind of talked about it a little bit with Kevin Otis and he's really high on AM. He's one of the top linemen in the mm-hmm. 2025 class. And he said, you know, when it comes down to making a decision down the road, as much as it's me working out for them and getting a, an opportunity to show them what I can do, it's also a chance for, for them to see what Elijah Robinson's like as a coach. And, and he said it was particularly helpful as he goes to different schools. He doesn't have to at least, focus as much on the message and what they're saying. He's had a chance to work with them in a camp setting. And so there's guys like him that find it particularly helpful. Uh, and, you know, one of the name that we'd be remiss if we didn't mention when we're talking about camp standouts is, is hardly Gilmore who came mm. from Pahokee, Florida on, on Wednesday. And, you know, was one of the top performers from that day going against Hilton Stubbs uh,
2: yeah.
1: and, and some really good defensive backs. What'd you make of hardly Gilmore? What stood out about him?
2: Oh, another, another kid that, I mean, he just did a good job of getting open. I mean, he was, yeah. you know, he was going against, you know, we said uh, Hilton Stubbs who's a national top one under safety, you know, playing on him. Uh, Gilmore was able to just, to get past him. He's not going to be a kid. It's going to be a burner and it's going to test at 44 four or anything like that. But um, he did just have that knack uh, of getting open and, and using his body to, to make himself get open. If the quarterback put it near him, he was going to catch it. So yeah, him and Hilton Stubbs both had really good days. That's another thing, man. I mean, Hilton Stubbs, National top one hundred kid from Florida. I mean, he's working out of camp. Not only that, he didn't have an offer. He came to earn an offer. Yep, and, I mean, he came to earn an offer. I mean, you don't see that at a lot of schools. This is like how LSU camps used to be back, you know, fifteen or twenty years ago. And I'd go cover that as you'd see the big names, but nobody else was really doing that, getting those. So, yeah, it's a uh, no. It, it's it's really nice to see uh, to see, and I think encouraging for A fans to see that there are these kids that are are coming there, putting that pride aside just to work out and come come to camp.
1: No doubt. And, they're, and they've, mm. they've done a good job of kind of making it come work out, stay an extra day, and we and can kind of turn oh, this yeah. into an official. It's not just come and work out and go home. It's come work out, get in front of us. We'll be able yeah. to talk about it and, and go from there. So, you know, both of us will be back down in, in College Station on Wednesday through Friday, so be sure to stay tuned uh, to the Gigham 24-7 sports site, and we will have notes and and, and everything uh, in terms of who's there, who's working out, um, stand out. So be sure to stay locked in on the site. And if you are not a subscriber, be sure to take advantage of our flash sale going on right now, 60% off um, a annual subscription. So um, good chance to jump on board and get, get you uh, taken care yeah, of. A lot of news coming in, a lot of reactions from Official Visit Weekend, um, guys lining up Official Visits. So we've got you covered. There's a lot happening over on... On the site, so good time to jump in and get official visit season and uh, get yourself taken care of for the fall. So until then, we're going to jump off and uh, we'll be back next week to break down more on the recruiting front and the team side. Until then, have have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you guys soon.